Podcast Alien Meditation, Episode 7 Welcome to the Alien Meditation Podcast, the program where we teach you to connect with your stellar ancestors and empower your spirit with the Andean philosophy. I am Karen Priero, shamanic facilitator, instructor and founder of the international school Alien Meditation. Access alienmeditation.com to find content and courses that will help in your spiritual growth and your training in holistic therapies. Are attunements beneficial or harmful for your spirituality? I have decided to do this podcast because this morning I received a question from a student. This type of question is very recurrent, and that is if my courses include attunement. I see that many people take attunement as something completely transcendental in their lives. However, from my point of view, attunements can often mean delegating our spiritual responsibility to a third person and consequently grant our personal power to a third person. Attunement is a fact where, for example, in Reiki, the symbols that supposedly the Japanese master Mikao Usui used for the application of Reiki while the master was alive, these symbols are implanted in the student through an attunement. In this attunement, the student gives his or her instructor permission to access her energy field with all that this entails. This teacher implants the supposed symbols that Mikao Sui Master used and these are permanently implanted or tattooed in the student's energy field, more specifically in the chakras. Reiki symbols may or may not have been truly used by Master Mikao Usui. There are Japanese researchers who have done a very serious research work on the life of Master Mikao Usui, and they have concluded that some of the Reiki symbols were actually used by Master Usui, but others were not. I recommend the book Reiki and Japan by the researcher and master in Japanese Reiki and PhD in physics, Masaki Nishina. In this book, the author explains that true Japanese Reiki is very different from the Reiki we know in the West and demystifies many myths of Western Reiki. Curiously, in the West, Western Reiki is known as traditional Usui Reiki, which the author Nishina also demystifies and explains that the Daikomyo symbol was inserted lately after the death of Mikao Sui Master. So when a person in West comes with blind faith to ask to implant or attune some symbols that the Master Mikao Sui supposedly used in her chakras permanently, giving full access to her energy field to the Master who is going to implant the symbols, this is a very worrying fact. And like the Reiki attunement, there are also other attunements in different cults, 
or religions where the guru or teacher, through an imposition of hands, implants some type of external frequency to the disciple's energy field. For the disciple supposedly to take a quantum leap of consciousness and become enlightened, I must emphasize that many times we need an external help of a religion, from some ideology or some spiritual practice to really be able to take those initial steps towards spiritual evolution. However, from my point of view, I consider that these type of external spiritual aids are crutches that can serve us for a time, but that we cannot depend on them completely. With that mindset, the practitioner depends on external crutches for his or her spiritual redemption and delegate moral, ethical and spiritual responsibility to someone else. We see examples of certain cults or religions where it doesn't matter how harmful the person is in society, as long as they do a ritual once a year where they cleanse themselves of their sins and renew their spirit to start a new year being the same harmful person always. Right now there is a lot of talk about Afghanistan and how the Taliban are corrupting society by slaving its women and subduing its people through violence and killing. Well, now that people is talking a lot about Taliban issue, I want to say that in this type of ideology The redemption of sins is celebrated once a year through the slaughter of animals. Then, in a public square, various animals congregate, from cows, rams, to birds, and through the slaughter of these, the redemption of all the sins that the person committed in the previous year is forgotten. And it is in this ritualistic way that people with this kind of mentality justify all the injustices and depravities that they carry out in society. Since once a year, God grants them an opportunity to wash away their sins and redeem themselves. Even on that day, the hearts of Taliban are sweetened and they are declared a cease of war on the day of the redemption of their sins, because they have to be friendly once a year. Well, in my point of view, the fact of delegating moral, ethical and spiritual responsibility through the imposition of hands or an attunement is not as extreme as the example I gave about the Taliban. But if you reflect deeply, you will realize that this practice is somewhat similar because there is always the fact of delegating spiritual responsibility to an external power to the detriment of spiritual self-awareness that is the true inner work. Since I started my life in holistic therapy courses and began to train, I heard from some people that Reiki masters have the reputation of being arrogant people because they successfully culminated each and every one of the Reiki levels and they have implanted in their chakras the symbol of the Daikomyo. Some people told me that through these attunements the person becomes convinced that he or she 
is attuned to higher astral dimensions than any other common person, and consequently considers him or herself such higher than the others. Now I ask, if an arrogant person of that magnitude performs a Reiki application, no matter how many daikomios the person has implanted in his or her chakras, if the person is arrogant, who thinks that is better than those who doesn't have those implants, then the type of energy that the person is going to emit to the patient will be limited by his or her own ego. Now imagine a person who doesn't even know what the word Reiki means, who never had an attunement, but who is a very humble person with a good will to improve his or her environment and who wants from the heart to do energetic healings. This type of person will emit a much cleaner, purer and unconditional love energy than the previous one. And with this, what I mean is that in this type of practice where there are supposed attunements, there is often the mentality of outsourcing spiritual responsibility. Because with that mentality, the person doesn't need to make an effort to connect with high-frequency energy, since the person supposedly was already tuned in at her attunement to these high frequencies. It is like taking a magic pill that automatically makes the person connected to that. And of course, since the attunement costs at least $1,000, it is more than justified that the person bought the magic pill and that they have already reached a spiritual level of mastery, even more so if the course they took was approved by one of the few private associations of holistic therapists that determine who is a good or a bad therapist, and it is clear that those who buy their annual membership will always be the good therapist. My invitation is for people to be more aware and not delegate their spiritual responsibility to third parties, but to activate your healing potential with daily spiritual growth practices. Working with your own personal power and with the development of your personal energy. From my point of view, this is like going to a gym if you want to build a certain muscle. The gym director is not going to impose hands on the muscle to magically grow it. He isn't going to give you a magic pill either. What the gym director will do is give you the necessary tools and equipment so that you can work out, develop and grow that muscle on a daily basis. That is precisely the objective of my courses, and in my point of view, spirituality is similar to going to the gym. It is a constant daily practice that requires discipline, where the commitment is with yourself. When one commits oneself to the spiritual path, it's much more difficult, because you cannot show with external things what you have achieved in your spiritual evolution. Unlike pseudo-spiritual people who proudly show that they have taken attunements with Master X or that Master X gave them a Tulsi Japamala from a sacred mountain of India 
because they finish the fourth level of initiation. That is exactly how many people in that pseudo-spiritual world live from appearances and levels. But when a spiritual commitment is with yourself, you don't have external things to show to others, but you do have many internal tools which the pseudo-spiritualist doesn't have. This is an individual work of self-awareness, of understanding yourself as a person, to understand that changes in your reality are made through changing yourself and not through imposition of an ideology. To understand that the energy healing capacity doesn't come from a symbol implanted in your chakras, not from a magic pill that can be bought, but it comes from the daily development of that spiritual muscle in which day by day you feel how it grows and is activated in your body without the need of external things or external crutches. From the moment I understood that, I did an inner meditation to remove each and every one of the Reiki symbols that were implanted in me, including the Daikomyo. I wanted to get rid of all crutches and spiritual dependence of external things and commit to my individual spiritual development. We all have the ability to be healers. To be an energetic and spiritual healer, no external initiation and attunements are required. Just having a humble heart to be open to all the healing potential is enough to let your intuition flow. Thus, the universe will work freely through you without egoic conditions. Trust more in your abilities and depend less on others. That is my invitation. Delegating development and spiritual responsibility to a person who attunes us is much more comfortable. It is a comfort zone. But engaging in your own spiritual development through your own empowerment and your own self-activations requires much more responsibility and commitment. But in the end, you will not be walking with external crutches because the day those crutches break, it will not be possible to walk. And with this, I close this episode. Thank you so much for your time and attention. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share it and subscribe so that this content reaches more people that can benefit from it. See you in the next episode. Bye.